All right, welcome. This is our first episode of the the new and the po- greatest podcast in the world, in the world that we are creating today, uh, the Disposable World's world. world, episode one. Here we go. I'm Cody Drake, uh, one of one of the four people on this show. Uh, I'm Ryan, Ryan Stevie. I am the second of the four people on this show. There we go. But but. I guess it's me. Oh, who's the I, third? Oh, no, Schooler's the third. No. Nope. Uh, nope. <laughs> is Schooler the third or am I the third? I don't know anymore. Hello. Third, sorry. Hello. Nope. I am Schooler. I, no, I, I am I've changed third. my mind. Steven sounded so much better as the third. Steven, you're the third. <laughs> I'm the third. My name is, is Steven. Um, do you guys say your last names? Is that how yep. this works? Fairly. Okay, Steven. 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 <laughs> that, that's my full name. Um... And I am I'm apparently the third person on this podcast. Hello. I am only known as Schooler. I am only known by my last name. And I am also the third. Is that okay? Can I be also the third? There's no, no yeah, fourth. we have two There's no fourth. It's the same guy. It's really amazing. He's got a lot of voice talent there. Yeah. That works. You're not really a person anyway. So. You do. You do yeah. only supply like a point five worth of the content and humor. So that's quite a bit. I mean, fifty percent. Nope. Oh god. God damn if it! If I hadn't had that freakazoid accident and only existed in the internet, then I would be the full fourth member. But as of right now, I can only be point five. Point five of a of, of a single person, not of the whole group, Steven. Of a podcaster, I'm not even like. 25% of a real person. All right, so yeah, this is this is Disposable Worlds. This is a podcast where we create, uh, using your, our viewers' input, a brand new world every episode. A new, we, we, we are world builders. We, we throw on our world building gloves and overalls and we get down into the dirt and stick our hands in there and we pull from the flesh of the earth and we, we, we start to gather it around and we, and we build great things with it. And you listen and you like it. Guaranteed. That's pretty much uh, the crux of, of it right there. Dirt building. Sometimes, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's, we, that's fine. We build worlds out of a great many things. Uh, lattices. Um, lattices. Alcon- foundation uh, bricks. Fjords. Our beautiful voices. Yeah. The, um, our, our voices are the mortar that holds your ideas together. There we go. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You like I have that? to say, this, this is off to a great start. This is really good. Uh, why, don't, why don't we go around a little bit and just kind of talk about what, how we each got started um, uh, in becoming interested in, in building worlds and sort of crafting uh, uh, new worlds. Uh, Cody, why don't you start it off? Why are we... Well, um, I haven't quite gotten to the point where I'm interested in building worlds, but I'm here and I'm ready to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Decided to commit to the podcast first. He's then... the outsider. Mostly I'm just bored. I've got time. <laughs> yeah, but you're running a, you're running a D&D campaign uh, right now, aren't you? Uh-huh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not really building that world. That world is kind of being channeled through me. That That, yeah. is, a, that is a Oh, world. so you're like Stephen I don't, I don't King. Know. So... That world exists already out there, and you're just the mouthpiece. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I sort of I black out every episode, and I just I, I only know what I've said after I go back through and edit it. Okay, he's peering through the looking glass. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I buy that. But that's, um, that's usually my approach. No, I've I've really I've, I enjoy uh, the creative process behind coming up with I don't know it, it all it, everything that has to do with world building from like. Uh, as we've discussed before, the lattices and the bricks and all that, that's fun. Um, mostly I like character interaction, though. I think I find that really interesting. I, I like mm-hmm. to... So, what, is, is there a snake in here? Does someone want to say something? That's fucking Yeah, spooky. so I like world building. It's it's fun. I've been doing it for a while. <laughs> D&D, it's great, great time. I've played a lot of games in my life, watch a lot of shows, and I enjoy... Uh, I like to... to at least think about concepts for other worlds and stories and ideas and how they could be told or communicated. So this is, this is the, the brainchild of, of that combined with, uh, these, these good, these good, uh, 2.5 friends of mine. Yeah. And let's throw a little cross, uh, cross promotion in here. Um, what is the, you're running a podcast right now, another podcast that is a D and D based, uh, podcast would you like to talk about that oh yeah no i guess this would be a great opportunity yeah i'm i'm the the, the world uh i channel in my podcast is the, the world of the battle buddies the battle buddies not yet trademarked soon to be hopefully uh <laughs> which is uh a, uh a, a, i like to think pretty okay podcast i'm i'm a listener as well since i really editor know. listener Biggest you can just fan. say tm 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 and it works right Sorry, what was that schooler? I didn't. I didn't catch that. You you can just say TM TM TM, and that's it, it's automatically trademarked. It's like Beetlejuice. You say, times, you say right? yeah, you say it three times. <laughs> a trademark person shows up. Like like pops out of a yeah. window. It's like okay, it's yours. That's true. So by yeah. you say by you say TM 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 three times, does that mean it's yours? Oh, um, it. did you just take yeah. the podcast? Okay, well, Battle Buddies is... It has to be three times, though. That's right. Battle Buddies is a podcast owned by my good friend Schooler. Uh, Weirdly speaking, but he loans he loans the rights out to us. He, he loans it to me, and then I channel the story, and um, I do that podcast with my good, good friend Steve then, who is also in this podcast. Hey, it's uh, me. Jet and Richard, and you should go to Battle Buddies. Find, find us on our handles, which we will edit in later. I don't know what those are right Robotically. Now. Perfect. Find cool. us at the Battle Buddies. <laughs> oh, now shit, number two, perfect. take it away. What what got you into world building, my good friend, Ryan? Um, you know, it's been quite a while, so it's kind of hard to think back that far. Um, I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons and various other role-playing games since like, the mid-90s, basically. Um, but even before that... Um, I, I wanted to be a comic book artist and writer growing up, uh, so I spent a lot of time sort of coming up with uh, weird worlds and characters and stuff like that, and trying to put them into weird, precarious situations, um, and just kind of mixing it up and trying to see what shakes out of it. Uh, so that's something that's kind of carried on um, for pretty much my entire, from my adolescent life on until now, which is something that I still continue to do uh, in playing different role-playing games, but then also in different um, design endeavors, uh, board games that I'm working on, and um, stories for my children now that I've got kids uh, that kind of spins into its own sort of a deal. 
Um, so yeah, it's um, kind of become at this point a lifelong pursuit, uh, whether it's you know it's mostly hobby based and, and personal based at this at this point. Uh, but in the near future, hopefully rolling into something a little bit bigger and broader and more monetized than it is right now. Well, yeah, no, this is we're we're professional world builders at this point. We're already one <laughs> one fifth, maybe one sixth of the way through a podcast about it. Come on, yeah, exactly. but I don't think we've Look got an yet. What? I don't think it counts until somebody actually gives us a dollar or two for it. No, no, we should celebrate this milestone. We are at least one sixth of a way into a podcast. I think we should all celebrate. It's our one sixth right. of our way in anniversary. We did it, guys. <laughs> High fives all around. Now, now we can just we can just coast from this point on. <laughs> As yeah. you cross, cross this it. hurdle, it's it. all... Yeah. It's all, yeah. We made it. Uh, well, Stephen, what about you? Okay. Um, so, I would say, I, I think what first inspired me into world building is that as a kid, I spent a lot of time pretending I was a superhero. Mm. Um, like, well into being like 13 or 14 in, in middle school and stuff 27 yeah <laughs> pretty pretty well into into like it's like you should get over that i was still acting like i was some sort of stupid superhero in my mind um well you stopped pretending and just became one right yeah exactly now now it's just i you know i i do it for real well, um yeah dress for the job you want eventually right? exactly. i did <laughs> i've always been a fan like like everybody else here you know video games um literature uh, I've read a lot of books. I've played a lot of video games. I've watched a lot of TV and movies. Um, but I would say really what drives me is, is kind of like Cody said, character interaction, but then also um, kind of like the, the technology and, and the way that you can, you can build a world that um, may not be uh, – the, the physics may not be consistent with our world – but to write it in a way that seems consistent within itself and to make that continually interesting um, is, is always one of the things that grabs me. I, I am an engineer, so, so I do have some experience as far as like what are actual physics and those sorts of things. I spend a lot of time studying that. Um, so that, that's kind of what drives me is, is both how do, how do characters interact with each other and then how does technology and... Uh, physics interact with specific stories. Um, I'd say those would be my two wow. two main driving points. Cool. Cool, Jacob. All right, Jacob, you get yeah. half the time. All right, all right. Uh, timer starts now. Okay, so um, kind of what got me into world building as a concept and as a practice and stuff like that. Um, I, for the longest time, I've always been interested in figuring out why something is the way it is. Like, if someone acts a certain way, or if... I, I'm very interested in cause and effect. And to have, like, this crazy idea of, oh, what if there's this, you know, giant bird creature that lives on top of this mountain that actually makes, uh, you know, storms and shit... What would cause that? Like, what evolutionary thing would allow that? What magical uh, processes would allow that? And just, like, starting with that little kernel and going back and back and back into it. I don't know. It's just... Yeah, uh, I just want to learn about Quetzalcoatls. <laughs> yeah, oh, I just want to know about those Thunderbirds. What's up with those Thunderbirds? 
but yeah, like uh, seeing uh, like the video games and and stuff that we've we've kind of already talked about, but just seeing something in that game or in that show or book, and thinking why is that there? Um, that's cool. I really think this is neat, but why is that there? And then re- reading more into it and realizing, oh, by establishing this fact they are now allowing, you know, uh, vampires to actually exist or they're uh, allowing, you know, hoverboards to be a thing finally. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just uh, it's it's been kind of a, a thing that I've al- always had but never really knew what it was called until um, someone's like, oh yeah, you must be into world building. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, awesome. Um I would like to keep kind of digging in this uh, in this area for a little bit because I think there's been a couple interesting things at least that have been uh, uh, kind of spoken about. Um, yeah, me too. Steve- you guys gave like much better answers. It's <laughs> yeah. not fair. You that's why you, you don't. You guys didn't tell me you were going to give real answers. Yeah, you don't want to be first, Cody. That's that's your fault. You know, you, you chose to be number one here. That's true. Yeah, we but are. See, I really, I really like, I really like world building because back in, uh, in, in some third world country when I was working with a bunch of orphan children. No, their worlds were so shitty that I wanted to make something new and happy where they can finally have joy. Yeah. So I moved to America and started a podcast. <laughs> well, Stephen, I was kind of interested with what you were talking about uh, when you said you were you continued to pretend to be a superhero much further into your life than most people. Yeah. Tend to. Oh, yeah. Is that was that like purely sort of like a ongoing sort of like fantasy that you had going on in your head, or did you like go out in the backyard and like punch bricks and stuff? I would say, you know, when I probably when I was like around 10, I was still, you know, acting it out um, and doing stuff. But as I got older into middle school, it was more just like in my head as I walked around. Occasionally, you'd like throw your hand out or something, you know, one of those things. And you realize how stupid you look I'm like, wait, <laughs> it's not right. Um, and I, I feel like on, on some extent, on some extent, I still kind of do that where, where I'll be thinking about something as I walk around. And then I'll do something with my hands mm-hmm. and I realize that. Ever, like it, it looks completely strange to someone if they were looking at me. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. No, I totally, I totally get that because I think I have, uh, I think I have a Doctor Doom complex, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where like <laughs> I'll catch myself like sometimes I'll drive to work. I drive for like half an hour to work, um, and some days I listen to stuff, and some days I don't. Sometimes I just drive in complete silence and just kind of think, think about things. And yeah, sometimes yeah. like, the, like I'll have like bad or embarrassing memories come up. And then I'll find myself like reaching out and crushing them with my fist, <laughs> like like a Doctor Doom sort of a thing. Exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So I think I, I think I get what you're talking about there. But yeah, um, I, I think just kind of having an imaginary, like just kind of an expansive imagination, where you can imagine, you know, different worlds or or behaving in a way that you don't actually, you know, I'm not an actual ninja, but I spent a lot of time pretending I had a sword strapped to my back. Oh yeah. Is yeah. one of those things, you know. Wait, um, would you not actually have a sword strapped to your back? You just pretend that you had one, or would you have uh, a sword I, strapped to your back? And depend, your depends. But yeah. I, I actually, I remember building like a Lego, a sword out of like Lego parts at one point, oh, and like sticking sticking it down my back and, and yeah. crawling up and down the stairs. And you really only you know, got one good swing with a Lego sword, though. Ex- exactly. It <laughs> just falls apart. It's, it's more effective. As, it's more effective as caltrops. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's true. 
But it's a sword that's like it's a sword that if you hit somebody with it, it explodes into caltrops. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's pretty good. It's exactly. a perfect assassin tool. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much because it's a surprise. You get them all like, oh crap, that guy could have killed me. Yeah, it sounds to me like you had a, a lot of ninja potential there, Stephen. Yeah. I was I was thinking ahead. Mm. I'm not far enough ahead to actually become a ninja. <laughs> no, no, sadly. To actually enroll in ninja school and save yeah. up your money for ninja tuition. Oh, it sounds like you really dropped the ball there. I know. I I needed to you know move out of America, get some real get some real ninja experience in other countries, but I just wasn't willing to put up the work. No. Well, I mean, Legos are super expensive, so I can totally understand that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's that's half of what it takes to be a ninja is just floating the bill for a bunch of Legos. Lego. <laughs> all the all the Lego equipment. I still remember when I was uh, like. One of the most exciting periods of my life was when I realized that when I was 18, I could legally go buy knives and swords and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yes. Yeah, so I, I spent... I'm finally like, of legal age. Buy <laughs> swords. Year, my senior year of high school, I spent all of my uh, money that I had, that I earned through my like jobs and chores and stuff like that on either Warhammer models or on swords and nunchucks. My favorite part about that story yeah. is that's like usually around the age. Like the the perfect thing about being eighteen, about being able to buy swords when you turn eighteen, is that's usually around the age where it's just like, well, shit. Now I don't really want to buy swords, but nope. <laughs> still did it nope. anyway. Still, still. No, I actually had one of those crazy ass nunchucks. It's like not just nunchucks. It's like a three section staff or whatever. Oh like, shit! It's, Damn. Yeah, it's like it's like that's, a staff. That's pretty cool. Like chopped into three pieces with a chain. Yeah, do you, do you have to be 18 to buy a bundle of sticks, too? Oh, yeah, they're not going to, like... You have to be 18 to buy that? You have to be 21 yeah, to actually like, use it, though. Like, they, they don't allow <laughs> just, like, random like, teenagers to use it. They're like, like, like hey, you hold store. on. It's true. I had to, I actually still have one of those swords out in my garage right now. I'm not really think about it. I got, like, a really shitty katana that the Whoa, handle no. broke on. Don't tell yeah. people where your weapons That's are. It's just my garage sword, you know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, it's not very usable because, like, the handle broke in half while I was chopping the shit out of a tree one time. <laughs> well, okay, so... <laughs> You're chopping a tree. Can yeah. you just go ahead and wear <laughs> that whenever Honey, you want? Honey, we gotta yard. remove that tree from the backyard. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> no, I got, I got the perfect tool for this. Don't I've worry I've been waiting for it. this opportunity. <laughs> no, it was a while ago, though. That was a good ten years ago when I was living... In a place that was quite a bit more secluded than it is right now. I used to go out back and I, there was like two acres of woods behind the place I was living. So I used to go out there and practice my ninja skills uh, and just chop the shit out of trees and stuff. I loved doing shit like that when I was, well, I was about to say yeah. when I was younger. I still love that shit like that. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I really feel like there ought to be like a ninja retreat or like a ninja camping ground or something like that. Where it's like, yeah, you can go camping and stuff, but you, you have to realize that everybody here is throwing fucking ninja stars all the time. Right? And so it's kind of like camp at your own risk. Well, the stuff. only thing about that is it's it's kind of a mixed bag as to who is interested in that sort of thing, you know? Mm, yeah, right. oh yeah, you get some real freaks out there. So. <laughs> Not us, we're not freaks though. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I would never chop up a dude, you know, unless he's asking for it. <laughs> Please, chop me up, Brian. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You get it. I mean, you you know what I'm talking about. I never you, chop up a dude you, you, unless you signed a waiver for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't chop up a dude unless he deserved it. Unless we had yeah. a contract. Contract killer. That's what they call me. 
Um, yeah, I forgot what the other super interesting thing is that I heard said earlier, uh, but there was something. <laughs> um, oh, well. Um, why don't we... We could talk about our qualifications. Our qualifications? <laughs> yeah, what qualifies us to be Master World Builders? <laughs> Top notch. Uh, I, I don't know about you right. fools, but I've got I've got like my, my world building diploma of my wall. I've I've got a question though. Are are we are we union? Like are we union world builders? Like I'm I'm not really comfortable unless I have some sort of I'm pretty sure they sent that out the the other day. Oh shit. And you have oh. to put in like a, an apprenticeship usually. You have to like work like four years or two years as an apprentice oh, and then you're a journeyman. Wait. Let me. Are we building a world around? <laughs> is this is this qualification enough for you, audience? Huh? Yeah. Meta world building. We're I got my certificate from World Building University three years ago. Oh. Ever since my whole life has been different. I went to community world building college. Um, I'm self taught. Yeah. Self taught. You know, I've, I heard they have really good teachers there. Like. You know, smaller smaller classes, real benefits to going to a community world building college. I just watched some YouTube videos online, took, did some tutorials. You know, so I was I was just a janitor at the world building college, and then I <laughs> saw a problem on the on the blackboard. It was like, like <laughs> how many how many turtle people can fit inside of a, a world made of eggs? It's like the, the age old question. What if it was turtles all the way down? That's what I suggested, and they're like, fuck off, you're a janitor. Go clean out some toilets. I'm like, okay. Go wash the turtles off the stairs. Go clean out Go clean out this world's equivalent of toilets. <laughs> Which is just sentient robots. They're just plastic baggies hanging on hooks. It's disgusting. <laughs> I do not like that. Does not sound like a fun job. I don't like this world. Oh, Let's get out of it. Yeah. Okay. It's like Earth, but toilets are plastic bags. Hey guys, this is our first disposable world. We get rid of that world. Um, we throw it away. So yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess we can sort of discuss stuff stuff that we're currently working on. Um, we have worked on yeah, yeah de um, definitely um, yeah, I, I worked yeah. on a small little project uh, it, uh, you may have heard of it it's called Earth <laughs> <laughs> it's called my apartment <laughs> I'm not a big portion of Earth just like the uh, a little bit that pertains to me specifically mm -hmm. okay um, like your yeah, mustache like, like my apartment I, I feng shuiified it recently that's my uh, contribution to this world's building. Nice. Well, why don't you talk a little bit about the premise of the D&D world that you're running right now? Um, uh, or did you, I mean, like, if, I know that you can't take credit for it because you channel it and that you have no, right. like, conscious yeah, so control over it. But. You have to channel it a little bit here again. You know, just got to close I don't your really, eyes. I don't really understand it, you know? I, I just... Like I listened to him, like this doesn't really make sense. Whatever creatures are, they, uh, why are these people laughing so much? <laughs> I mean, it's just so damn funny. I don't, and that's definitely not me. <laughs> For the most part, I've made it a, a lot of it up on the fly, um, and you, you can go <laughs> experience that for yourselves. Uh, you may or may not notice in the first three episodes. <laughs> it's pretty ad hoc, uh, for sure. Um, 
But I mean, we did we did plan it out a little bit, and I remember you having that document and me kind of asking you questions and giving a bunch of comments on it and stuff. So there's there's definitely stuff you had thought out. Right. Yeah, but it, it's definitely pretty loosely planned. I don't want to go too far into it because a lot of the like the the major plot points and players in the world have yet to be revealed. Because since starting, I have uh, invested a decent amount of time into actually thinking about how the world will put together, what sort of characters will be introduced. Um, but the first arc uh, that we have been working on is, yeah, pretty pretty much mostly improvised. Uh, but the second arc is uh, going to be well laid out and will hopefully actually have a bit of a storyline. So that should be exciting. Um, cool. But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And it's been a blast to do. Like, even just making stuff up on the fly has been so much fun. Um, but actually thinking about it and trying to tie it all together is has, has been really rewarding. And I'm lo- really looking forward to... Uh, share that experience with uh, my mom and brother and whoever else we convinced to listen to it. <laughs> and uh, so, is it sort of a um, it's a medieval style um, world? No, um, <laughs> not really. I mean, kinda. It's it's like uh, the 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 setting is kind of vague. I guess like mm. th- there will be some. Uh, alternate sort of dimension stuff that comes into play soon and it's it's i guess it's somewhat medieval in nature insofar as people are using uh swords just like they did in medieval times they're casting spells just like they did in medieval times all that sort <laughs> of stuff, stuff. Yeah. back to yeah medieval england and you know stuff like that yeah we're not, but they're we're not gonna give us guns yeah well i mean maybe someday i'm, I'm giving you giant robots i don't think guns are <laughs> never say never. There, there's there's definitely a good mix of technology, um, it, which is something I'm still sort of trying to figure out a bit. Uh, it might even be something that I kind of keep a little bit ambiguous because um, I, I think it's kind of exciting to live in a world that you don't know all that much about. Or maybe that's just an excuse for me to be lazy and not well. But no, there, details. there can be something said about leaving yourself room to expand on. Like if you leave yeah. it kind of vague, then if uh, if one of your players comes up with something on the fly, you don't have to automatically shoot it down. You can just try to incorporate that into the world itself. That's true. I do like to leave gaps so that I can steal other people's ideas. <laughs> mm. I, I immediately, I'm kind of reminded of the Foundation series. Um, yeah, I, I imagine maybe at least one of you guys have, have read it. Yeah, by Asimov. Asimov? Uh, Asimov? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a very big fan of it, but all of the technology in that series is kind of hand-wavy, and he just says, nuclears. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's some sort of thing that these people use, and they're just way better than what everybody else has. But at the same time, it's a very, very good story, and he did it very well. But when it came across that stuff, it kind of, it kind of itched me just a little. I wanted just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you have to, you have to sort of forgive him a little bit because, given like when you know the time period, yeah, he wrote that. Yeah, but he was also a fucking scientist. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's a good he could have he could have given something. He he knew what he was talking about. He's a very smart guy. Well, maybe he was so smart he realized that the science at the time was bullshit. And he's like, oh, I have the yeah. stuff that's going to be proved wrong anyway. I'm just going to say nuclear. <laughs> maybe he just assumed that you knew what he was talking about. He's like, you know, nuclear's right. You get it. Yeah. You, you yeah. follow. You follow Come the line on. of logic. Come on, don't you? Don't you see? Adams, that's a new thing, right? <laughs> Those things. <laughs> yeah. All the cool. kids are raving about Adams these days. Mm. 
What about um, Stephen? What kind of projects have you been working on lately? So okay, um, I haven't I haven't actually written anything in a while, but I have uh, dabbled essentially in short story writing, um, very much literally building whole worlds. One of which is kind of like usually they're they're fairly post apocalyptic in some way or another. Um, one was set in Wichita, Kansas, where there's like a, a bubble, a dome around it, protecting it from, um, you know, kid catastrophic environmental change that happened around the rest of the world. Did you say kid catastrophic? Kit kit catastrophic. Yeah, everybody <laughs> just couldn't couldn't stop themselves with Kit Kats. Uh, it just got <laughs> out of hand. Got everyone so just and, they kept breaking each other off a piece of it. Hey, yeah, so that makes a lot of sense because Nestle Nestle just really they just kept driving the whole water thing home. They just took all the water from the yeah. world. And dumped uh, it into Kit Kats. Dumped it into Kit Kats, uh, but it, it's kind of and and usually AI is is a big thing in the stories I write. Um, the, the 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 concept of a sentient computer that is just significantly smarter than everyone around it, um, and how that would really affect the world and and how people would interact with that and how it would behave. Um, I have another world where. It's it really off the off the rails where um, Earth had been split in two, uh, so there's like a top Earth and a bottom Earth, like and this guy, split? yeah, yeah, like Ooh, like it, the, wow. there there was a, a very big war, and so the Earth is in is in two pieces, and I haven't really gone that far because essentially I then warped my main character into a different dimension to go and try and kill Hitler, but in that dimension <laughs> Hitler Hitler is not actually a bad guy. Oh, Hitler shit. like is is a really nice dude who was an artist, and and he goes and he kills Hitler and steals Hitler's dog, to try and bring it back to the original dimension because all mammals are dead. Um, <clears throat> so there's there's all sorts of like complex you know and if that you're gonna, one if almost kind of someone's dog. Like, it's got to be Hitler. You can't do much better than Hitler. <laughs> it's, so it's that one that one like I I started writing that story and I kept adding these like really out of control aspects of it that made me continue to try and rope it back in. And it was, it was honestly a challenge, but I really enjoy taking these things and being like, well, what would happen if the earth was split in two, but we were just kind of like holding it together through some sort of, you know, magnetic forces. Um, how would that, how, how'd that impact people? Hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a couple short stories I've been, I've been working on and, and that sort of stuff. Uh, it, it's an open mic night that we do here locally that I usually read them at. Well, um, those sound really interesting. I, I just have one more question for you. What's up? Why are you wasting your time in this podcast? Go write cool <laughs> shit. Go, go get back to writing, damn it. <laughs> get out of here. Oh, you, oh, you're just here to take our ideas. That's true. I'm totally going to write write these stories and just read them at the open mic nights. Oh, you son um, of a bitch. <laughs> but but it, it is writing at the same time. Like It's one of the hardest things I think I do. As far as any sort of hobby, it, it feels like pulling your brain out through your nose and just rubbing it on a page. Yeah. And, and you're just like smashing it down until you get something that you like. I feel like you're doing it wrong. Well, <laughs> I probably am. That's the Egyptian uh, technique of writing. <laughs> it's, exactly. It's, it's my own style of writing. It takes a lot of, Steven, uh, a lot of long, long What's spoons. that hook on your desk? <laughs> what oh, is, that's my writing hook. <laughs> what is all this? Is this embalming fluid? What is going on here? <laughs> yeah, eventually, I mean, I would, I would like to, you know, write a, something that could be published at some point, but it is, you know, when you're working a full-time job and you have other hobbies, it's hard to devote the kind of time that would be necessary to write something like that. Um, 
but I, I do kind of hope that someday I could I could accomplish getting published. Well, I would love to read your book, Stephen. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Well, Jacob, how about you? Let's uh, let's hop into your 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 headspace. Oh, good God! Um, all right, let me room. push the couch out of the way. <laughs> no, so clear off the table. It's so dirty in here. It's oh, your vacuum. What's a oh shit? I should invent a vacuum. Hmm. No, so I don't have a whole lot of uh, like projects that I've seen through very much. I've got a lot of ideas that have just ricocheted around, um, and I've kind of vomited them up somewhere. But <laughs> I, I typically my my biggest uh, uh, you know steps into the world building world is kind of helping other people out. The way that I met uh, uh, both Cody and Ryan were through, uh, I met uh, Cody through a project that he was doing where he was uh, making a video game for a while, and I was like, hell yes, how can I help with this? And I kind of went hog wild on the background and the lore and, and stuff. Just covered himself in mud and rolled all over the damn place. <laughs> well, th that's the creative process, you know? <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> I loved it. Loved it. Uh, and it keeps the mosquitoes off. And then uh, uh, currently I'm, I'm working with Ryan on some uh, uh, card game stuff. And then uh, just some of the things that I've, I've kind of built my own. Uh, I've, I'm working on a world that is... Um, based off of kind of newer technology nowadays and seeing, okay, what are the next logical steps with it? Um, thinking about how reactionary people are on social media and how uh, that can impact, you know, actual political change. Cool. Um, yeah, that's awesome, Schoolers. And thank you so much for your support uh, all these years. It's been, it's been amazing. So amazing! So much support. Uh, I really, I really, especially appreciated that that part where you invited me to your wedding. Oh, <laughs> how far back we go? Yeah, yeah, I'm a that, that, that thing you totally did. Yeah. Yeah, but you're a notorious womanizer, Cody. So you're usually not allowed at that sort of stuff. Only of other people's yeah, wives. Not. Exactly. So I would have just have to left. Have to have left. Yeah, keep like, away. When they as soon as the vows. <laughs> yeah. But go. up until that point, I would have been chill. What about you, Ryan? Uh, well, I've got, I I tend to I tend to build worlds around uh, rule sets um, generally. Um, I I love role playing games. Um, I'm working on a role playing game uh, rule set right now that I think Jacob, you got to sit in on the first play test, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've uh, working on that, and then. Um, that that actual session that we sat through actually didn't have uh, that was kind of an agnostic sort of a, a game, so it didn't actually take place in the in the world set that it's meant to sort of help define and, and emulate. Um, but um, yeah, that um, so yeah, so I'm working on a a role playing game system to sort of help flesh out this uh, world that is uh, essentially it's uh, you. It's you could say it's post-apocalyptic and pre-apocalyptic at the same time. It's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole ev other everything. Um, it's essentially a world where human beings have just sort of sprung into existence, like like fully formed, um, and just sort of spit out by this 
giant device that sort of sits out on the face of the planet. Um, this sort of cyclopean, humongous, uh, sprawling structure. And then there's all these sort of outlying other structures that nobody can kind of discern exactly what they're meant to do. Uh, but every once in a while, it sort of pukes out a, a wave of human beings. And then, of course, the human beings are, can procreate and build their societies as as any other human being could. But they just have to deal with this, you know, every so often there's an influx of just new human beings that can speak and have ideas and and, um, and uh, language uh, fully formed, but they don't have any memories at all. Um, so... Uh, so it's this sort of sort of crazy world uh, where they're in an incredibly hostile planet full of like just crazy creatures um, that are incredibly hostile, um, but they can kind of take refuge in these giant structures and eventually sort of uncover the secrets inside of them and, and kind of turn that sort of stuff to, to their advantage. And the mystery there is then why is this happening? Where did these people come from? Uh, where do these new people keep coming from? What is this world um and that's that's kind of the gist of it is, is trying to come up with trying to trying to answer these questions and figure out what's going on um sounds a lot like seinfeld a lot of <laughs> yeah it's quite it's, it's heavily inspired <laughs> by seinfeld um and then um then i'm working on a card game i'm actually working on two card games that share a universe and cody is is working on one of them with me and then uh uh, whoa, Jacob's whoa, working whoa on wait, the other one. I don't get to work yeah. on the other one. Yeah, you didn't. Well, you, we haven't got there yet. We got to focus. We got to focus and get the one done. But I will. Before. I will get the help. Oh. Okay. So yeah, are you oh, guys? Yeah, are you guys writing all the rules for this and stuff? Um, I I focus on the rules. Um, Jacob has helped me quite a bit with with coming up with uh, sort of like uh, concepting um, and coming up with new concepts to you know, what works and what doesn't. Jacob's really okay. good about having ideas bounced off of him. Um, he's a really good sounding board. Um, he's a good idea, Will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's... I take your ideas and I improve them slightly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that world is, is kind of a different approach because generally I come up with a world and then want to write rules to help define that world. And then this time I've taken an actual opposite approach because this... This second game, these these card based games, are actually meant for children uh, or younger audiences. The one that Cody and I are working on right now is very simple. It's, it's a, um, essentially designed to help kids count and to first let them help help them to dif differentiate between numbers and what's a higher number versus a lower number, and then eventually to help them count, and then eventually to help them add, and eventually to help them subtract. I don't and know. I can think of some adults who. Uh... I don't know, could use that. Yeah, Cody's learning oh, that's quite actually... a bit as we go along. <laughs> it's, it's I'm not talking about myself. I swear. I'm talking about myself. And then, no, that, that's really. I, cool. I have a friend. Like I have that. a friend, not me, who would totally be down to play this game. Cannot count. Um, but yeah, so I took a completely different approach in this this time. Um, so it's actually become much more uh, child focused because a lot of those stuff that I tend to do tends to be pretty cynical and. and um, not really depressing, but like yeah, I'm really I'm glad we cut out all the slavery and uh, you know yeah yeah we got rid of all the slavery <laughs> and the murder. <laughs> brutal. And so it's, yeah, it's much happier now. Replace them with flowers. Um, yeah, 
So yeah, uh, those are the two biggest projects that I have, and then I'm usually like kind of like sitting on one or two other ones that I'm trying to flesh out and uh, kind of expand on. I'd like to develop eventually once the role playing game system gets sort of finalized. I'd like to have it as sort of its own rule book that can be ported into like one of several different sort of world settings uh, that can be expanded on. Um, that way, I can kind of dump all of my ideas out without having to worry about new rule, rule systems. You know, every single time to kind of help define it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm that's, sure that's uh, you as our listeners will get to learn a whole lot, of a, a whole heck of a lot more about all the projects that Ryan is working on and everyone in this group is working on. Yeah, and I think that the audience will probably begin to see, um, if assuming that they continue to listen to that, um, uh, a part of this podcast is actually to help be a catalyst to what we're doing in our own projects um just to kind of help light a fire underneath of us so we can talk about it and let things kind of evolve in that way and get feedback uh and also kind of i would imagine keep tabs on each other to make sure that we're not just not doing anything with our own ideas cool so do you think we should give uh the our audience uh or <laughs> whoever is unfortunate to be listening <laughs> to this right now uh, a sample of what they could expect a little taster maybe, maybe maybe we build a world how about that in this world building podcast yeah that's that's a shot yeah so every put our, put our I like it. work so every time that we uh, produce one of these shows we are going to go on to uh, online and kind of pull <laughs> on uh, onto the internet yeah <laughs> And this time we, we posted it on Reddit, and we'll continue to do this as long as it's feasible, and eventually we might have to move on to something else if people just don't give a shit at all. Um, but um, I hopped onto the world-building subreddit on reddit.com, and I posted a sort of a, a, a call for ideas. Um, and what we'll do is we'll take the top two posts that have been upvoted um, and take one more uh, third wild card concept um, from that thread and mash them all into uh, a new idea for a world and just see what spins out. Just try and come up with something new out of those three concepts um, and just riff on it until it becomes something that is uh, usable and interesting. So, for our first endeavor, the top two uh, upvoted concepts are ghost-powered Gatling guns, uh, and a sentient planet. Ooh, very usable and interesting. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Super yeah. cool like concepts. This is going to be now, a serious episode. So, so did did the second person just see Guardians of the Galaxy recently or something? I do not think so. Don't spoil anything. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't want to. It's kind of interesting because I posted this, and then like most of our replies came within like forty five minutes of the post. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say, I uh, we should probably thank the the people who have so far replied. Thank oh, you yeah. so much for your contribution. Um, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, we'll get and more. The, and the users are uh, the ghost powered Gatling guns uh, came from Center Solace user Center Solace Solace, um, and Sentient Planet came from Gallius Zed. Uh, now, the ghost-powered Gatling guns had a link to another thread. Um, his post said, This thread from earlier today introduced me to what is quite possibly my favorite thing I've ever seen here, ghost-powered Gatling guns. I did not follow that thread because I didn't want to sort of taint my concept or lack of concept about what mm -hmm. this is. Good instinct. 
Uh, I have a question just right off the bat. I, b- before we even get to the third thing, I have, an, I have an initial question about the idea of a sentient planet. Yeah. Um, so what, what are the minimum qualifications to, to, to label something as sentient? <laughs> uh, just self-aware, I guess. Aware okay, of itself so, yeah. that it exists. But not, not necessarily especially smart. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It doesn't have to So be. this could be yeah, just I like mean, an incredibly stupid but self-aware planet. And we could, we can even check the definition of a sentient, of sentient right now. Able to perceive right, we, we or could, feel things. Or we could just run with it. <laughs> yeah. So what's what's the wild card? How now, we can decide here because there's a few. Um, some of them, yeah, some of them didn't quite make a lot of sense. Uh, but the third most upvoted was gigafauna. So naturally large creatures, whether they are the size of a house, uh, the size of a galaxy, and the implications for a setting. I don't think that's that great because we already have a sentient planet. Well, I was about to say that could just be the sentient yeah. planet right there. That's pretty yeah. much gigafauna. Yeah. Um, some of them are quite quite long. They're less a concept than they are like several. Hey, what concepts. about lizard people? Lizard people. <laughs> yep, I'm pretty sure I saw that on that list. <laughs> yeah, is one of them the is just very, yeah lizard people bottom. is there. It's at the very very bottom. <laughs> one of them is fantasy races, which kind of feel like that's ninety five percent of everything. World building. <laughs> yeah, it's most Ooh, I've got a good fantasy race. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like a human. It's exactly smells actually, but fantasy. Oh, okay. big noses. Imaginary humans. <laughs> um, yeah, let's go with lizard people. Or, or the other one that I thought was kind of cool was things that live in the sun. Yeah, lizard people. Mm-hmm. All right, lizard yeah. people. Cool. All right, solar powered so, lizard people. So the three topics then are going to be ghost powered Gatling guns. A sentient planet and lizard people. You hear that? Yeah, okay, I'm cool. excited. There we go. Sweet. There we go. There we go. So All we right, actually cool. so, uh, we already know quite a bit about this world just based off of like uh, the, the, the suggestions. Or, or actually, uh, I mean, we, I mean, yeah, there could be. I was going to say that like having ghost-powered Gatling guns implies that there are ghosts, but what if there just aren't ghosts? Well, they're they're mm-hmm. being used as yeah. ammunition. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying there's no ghosts on this world. Like, these, these Gatling guns just don't have much of a use. They have to be... It, it has to be some sort of... It has to be some sort of ectoplasmic, post-spirit, you know, like, like whether it's a ghost or it's, like, the, the spirit leaving people's body then goes to some sort of, you know, fluid container. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are they... So the ghosts power Whether or not they're constant. But they, but they don't... But do the ghosts also, like... Are they like the the AI or the the targeting system inside that Gatling gun? Yeah. Also, well, oh yeah, the ghost could be I'm, a program or something. I'm curious: is are Gatling guns the only thing powered by ghosts? <laughs> like, do we have anything else? I is mean, it, or is it just Gatling? If you guns? have I, a ghost-powered Gatling gun, do you really need anything else? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I I, I just I, I was realizing where you were going with that one. The the Einstein okay. of, the Einstein of this planet. Invented ghost powered power Gatling guns right off the bat, and at that point it was just that's. A... Do they even have other guns? Like maybe it's just Gatling guns. Like they just they figured out how to use this ectoplasmic goo to make Gatling guns work, and that's really all they ever they ever needed. Why is it that ghost stuff is always ectoplasmic goo? Can we can we have our own ghost thing? <laughs> Ecto, ectoplasmic fog. What, what, what if, do you want it to be? What if the entire like, what if like what if it's solar powered but the sun is a ghost? Oh shit! I mean, technically, it could if it's uh, a whole it's a well, hole? if it's a whole galaxy of sentient planets. Then, once one of the planets dies, 
it kind of goes, you know, mm. star supernova style and expands its energy out to all over the place. What sort of what's the emission on a ghost powered Gatling gun? Like, is this is this harmful to the environment? Um, well, that's why the well, that's why the planet is really mad. I mean, it's sentient and it knows that there's something wrong going on with all these Gatling guns being used. I still like really the idea know. of the planet being really stupid. Well, that's that you can you can go with this. I actually I did look up the definition of sentient, which simply <laughs> means able to perceive or feel things. Oh, so this planet maybe just kind of like feels this weird you know tingling on its surface now that these uh, ghost powered gatling guns are starting to get fired off and it's reacting in some way you know it, it's like it's starting to itch itself a little bit in well, the way that it can so what um, like so if if ghosts are if it's a power source like power has to be used and exchanged into something else so like if you're using ghosts to run your gatling guns you're essentially taking something's immortal soul and transporting forming it like like into in, pain yeah like, yeah, <laughs> into, like into, into the pain shards so like so are you taking somebody's like immortal like ka or whatever and like mm -hmm. just like it's gone like it's no yeah. longer a ghost anymore oh, yeah. they're it's gone like, just on instinct yeah i want to say yes. yeah that's that's gonna be a strong mm -hmm. yes there buckaroo so that yeah. so like the sentient planet like might be like a Gaia style sort of a thing where it's like all of the all of the life force of this planet is being totally uh transformed sucked into, away uh yeah like into into like you know like into heat energy or something like that um like a mako reactor well it could be like an yeah, yeah, honorable yeah. thing to become uh like a, a magazine for this this ghost power <laughs> gatling gun like yeah uh like grandma is you know maybe maybe maybe, maybe the, different, <laughs> the different souls of the dead have different levels of like different potencies so it's like your grandma when she's on her deathbed. She's like, oh, "Chuck, please use me as your gatling gun." And Chuck's like, "Oh yeah, I know you're gonna be a bitch ass magazine there, grandma." I don't know. <laughs> it. We gotta, we gotta get grandma into the ectoplasmic chamber. Well, this honestly, like, so far this is going somewhere kind of close to the uh, another RPG world that I've been working on, which is essentially like Super Trans or Super Castlevania. Oh yeah, this uh, is an idea I already had, by the way, guys. I already had. Well, this no, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, I, I was just leading you here. No, uh, I, I kind of want to steer it. I kind of want to steer it away from that, um, honestly, because I don't want to. Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to like use this idea that I already have, and then brain. like, and then be like, oh yeah, like he just stole this idea from like this crazy Reddit. Thread. Well, I feel like you could at least know that you're kind of on the right track <laughs> with that idea. If this is what we're yeah. yeah. Well, the concept to. behind it was like like. Like it's essentially like a, a, a super castle like under siege by vampires, um, but like the ultimate like necromancer that is defending this this castle uh, has sort of created this fascist regime wherein like a communist fascist regime where uh, when you turn thirty one your life is turned over to the state and your soul is harvested to like power all of these like spells and the uh, like essentially like the power grid that runs the lights and the security systems and stuff like that. And the Gatling guns. And the yeah. Gatling It wasn't Gatling guns, but now there might be. Uh, <laughs> okay. So what if, what if, yeah, we, we turn this on its head, right? And instead of making it this negative thing, we make it a positive. The planet likes this ghost stuff getting used. And the only way to see your grandma is again is to shoot her <laughs> as a bullet. <laughs> but like it's the only way. I need to talk to grandma again. I gotta find the right bullet where grandma's soul is being stored, 
and I gotta shoot it into her body, and then she gets maybe like ten seconds of animation. Oh god! Where you can have like oh, a bonding moment. That'd be with an adorable grandma. love They're story. They're like necromancy like, bullets. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So you take grandma's yeah. soul. It sounds like she's not even dead when you do it. You just take her living soul. Harvester. <laughs> you blast it back. I guess. To your I guess door. since this is a Gatling grandma, gun, you you're old. Just use we can't bullet. support you anymore. We've got to yeah, turn so you it's, into bullets. It's you just totally, like it's. You totally cut somebody in half with your Gatling gun full of grandma, <laughs> and that person becomes your grandma for like the five seconds of life that they have left. Yeah, there you, there you go. Ooh, I like that. So awful. the the ghosts possess whoever you're shooting with the Gatling gun. Well, what if what if the planet is sentient and it's like it's also like like how else would it communicate with anybody uh, except through like some sort of like psychic you know like inter interchange? So maybe it is it is secretly funding this sort of operation where it's like like <laughs> getting people to turn other human beings into uh, like, spouting gold every so often. Just yeah, just to like shoot oh, them oh off so that like he can it can reduce. The amount of other creatures that are sentient that are interfering with its with its like psychic wavelength. It's whatever. the equivalent of like yeah. putting grandma off on a on an ice, uh, uh, on an ice float. whatever ice ice float, <laughs> and suddenly you're off when uh, the population gets too big. When there's too much psychic energy in this world, he ghosts them. <laughs> <laughs> he shoot them in space. But where do the lizard people come in? So there's like a population cap. Holy shit, the lizard people. <laughs> well, I guess grandma's a lizard. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, maybe they're fighting well, yeah, off the, so, the, the, the interstellar lizard. No, I like the fact, I like the idea of Grandma being a lizard. <laughs> so, I mean, okay, if you if you shoot lizards with this ectoplasmic Gatling gun. They turn into people. They, they, they turn into lizard people. That's that's like an accident. We They don't turn into the spirit of that person temporarily. It becomes a lizard person. Oh, so it could be like. So they use these ghost-powered Gatling guns just for your regular good old-fashioned murder. Um, yeah, and at first, one day, initially. One day, someone actually shot a lizard in Blamo. Like, I don't know why. Shooting any other creature, flora or fauna, on yeah, this planet, just for will, fun. it just will instantly kill day. it. But lizards, for whatever reason. Yeah, these, these special big lizards. It's like, it's like Ninja Turtles, but instead of that ectoplasmic toxic sludge, it's, it's ghosts. Gat Gatling. Gatling gun. Gatling gun. Teenage Mutant. Teenage Mutant Gatling Gun Ghost Powered Lizard People. Yeah. TM, TM, TM. TM, TM, TM. This is ours. So, I don't know. I, I do like the... I do really like the idea of Ghost Powered Gatling Guns and also necromancy bullets that you can like just <laughs> like plug somebody in the back of the head and execute them. They become another person for like a, a short amount of time before they just die also. Um, but how do you how do you harvest these like these ghosts, though, like I mean, like what's the process? Um, is it just straight necromancy, or is there like a machine involved, or like a ghost busting sort of an outfit? Well, I guess I, I, the question we would have to ask ourselves is who is using these ghost-powered Gatling guns? Like, are they just like because in our world there are a lot of different people who use guns for a lot of different reasons? Like, are the are are is this just like your regular old every everyday man? Like, do people hunt with these? Do, pe do people rob <laughs> rob banks? Rob lizard banks with these? It's, if, if they're an everyday object, then you have to have a lot easier access to the souls. That's my point. Like, it can't just be necromancers. This is, has to be something that is accessible to your everyday average Joe lizard. <laughs> lizard well, I, I think, yeah, in, instead of coffins, it's just like the soul-sucking chamber. You know, it's kind of a similar coffin shape 
you you put the dead body in there well, or, I like, or I like maybe the idea, a living body i like the idea you know, of people in their being last able moments. to just steal out people's souls just suck it out yeah just suck it out is it like on the back of the gatling gun you just gotta like smack them maybe or something or is maybe it like it's a, like, a, like a, on the back of a person mm-hmm. maybe they have like blow holes but they're soul holes oh maybe it's like you just you can soul grab holes. a dude and just stick the uh like just you have like a big spike that you just shove into their back it's like connected to a tube to the gatling gun and you're just literally just blowing their soul out in like a series oh of like God. shots until you've just completely desiccated them and there's this no soul getting, left this is getting really grim really fast yeah I like it uh, I do like the idea of gangbangers like <laughs> gangbanging just <laughs> ghost powered gatling gun gangbangers that has got a grim Gang sound to it okay. yeah, and especially if they're lizard people that imagery like paints itself. Are, I feel like the lizard people are enemy. Like it's not good storytelling if you have to empathize with like. It's not good storytelling person. to make the lizard people the bad guys every time, Ryan. It's well, these uh, are it's gang with a heart of heart of gold. It's, it's pretty people, true. We all know that lizard people are bad. Yeah, they are constantly trying to overtake the media and poison our ideas and our water. Well, that's that's like our world. Lizard people are bad. I don't know. Maybe it could be just like. Dungeons and Dragons lizard people. We just always assume that since they're cold-blooded, they must be bad. It's unfair to them. That's what lizards ever did to us. Yeah, I mean, they just like to sit on warm rocks. Yeah. And, they're, uh, like, they're like seals. They're like land seals. <laughs> uh, I kind of think they're more like land lizards. <laughs> like, they're more like Lizards, <laughs> just big lizards, right? That's but like, it, it's about. hard to empathize with a cold-blooded uh, lizard person that doesn't have any emotions or anything. Like they're, they're sort of full-on reptilian. They can't even like emote with their faces or anything like that. Like they can't smile or like like smooch or anything like that. So it's like, how do you, how do you <laughs> empathize why, with something that? That's can't why smooch? you feel like lizards are bad guys because they can't smooch. There's no <laughs> they don't. <smooching. laughs> <It's> not <laughs> going out trying. I would to forgive lizards. you if I could just. If I well, could just smooch that lizard, I know he'd be a good guy. You're, you're just upset because you, you're experiencing a whole bunch of unrequited lizard love. Well, okay, look, look at it this way. Think back on all of the epic history, uh, all the epic heroes of history. Gilgamesh, you know, uh, Achilles, uh, freaking Legolas, they all could smooch. There's like tons of smooching <laughs> I was say they all smooching, smooching's right up in there. And you can't write slash fic about lizard people. Like it just doesn't you work. Ever, so you ever seen a lizard that's... smooch? <laughs> Exhibit one. Okay. Exhibit one. Google lizard smooching. Lack, oh, lack of lack of is a good exhibit one. I am. I really am curious about the Google search results for lizard smooching. I'm not even gonna pull that. They're monitoring us now for sure. The monitor uh, lizarding I, us. Their fucking monitor lizards are onto us. I'm not. I do not want that in my Okay, system. okay, lizards can be bad guys, but, like, oh, wait, no, 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 Ryan, 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 I got it. They're lizard people, they're not just lizards, that means they have some people-like traits. Maybe one of those traits is the ability to smooch. Maybe they got smooched by people, to the point where they got pregnant. No, no, you're missing. And now they're lizard what? people. <laughs> they give birth to lizard people. Maybe this is a world full of Ryans who just love to smooch lizards. Smooch, smooch some lizards. Lizard smooch. Well, I'd say got I, out of control. Okay, well, I guess I can see that. Lizard people can be good. They can be good. 
there but, is a surprising amount of lizard smooshing results. Okay, but it like the the Oh, that is a wow! That is a full body smooch. <laughs> Do not search this. <laughs> so okay, I'll I'll grant you that lizard people can be the good guys, but only in a post-human world where the sentient planet's psychic feedback has rendered all human beings uh, higher consciousnesses or oh. like higher levels of brain activity unusable, and the lizard people use them as like walking, soul-spewing Gatling gun machines. Wait, oh, what if what if the, the living planet has sort of uh, been on a like, on a bender trying to wipe out all the sentient creatures living on it, and the lizard people are the only one fighting back because for whatever reason their lizard brains are on a different frequency that the planet can't attack, and they're the ones using the, the souls of all the people that the planet has killed to fight back against the planet. I just I get, I gotta I gotta intercept here for a second and say that I found this picture of John, of uh, Captain Kirk cuddling with a lizard, and it's the greatest thing I think I've ever seen. It's hard with Captain Kirk, you said. Oh yeah, Kirk yeah, would totally yeah. bang a lizard person. Picard Kirk would, would never. totally bang a lizard person. Picard, I think that's all the evidence we. Picard, yeah. he'd 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 find the classiest lizard person, and he'd seduce her. But Kirk, Kirk would bang the first lizard person he saw. He just gutter bang. He would just land on the on the planet, and he'd be inside them. Cool. So I think that uh, this this is totally marketable now as lizard people fighting against the sentient planet using the souls of the (laughs) of all the people that the psychic feedback of the sentient planet has killed. uh, Slam! There's your there's your world. There's Probably a world painted. Yeah. Done yeah. and dusted. Okay, now you want to live there, don't you? You want to be on that world. detailed painting we, we created. Oh, that sounds like a wonderful place. I'd get yeah. to see my grandma again. <laughs> For a moment. As she flew off into orbit. Because you missed your target. You want to get up? Oh, God. <laughs> you mean like a bird flying over? Yeah. Uh, I always wondered... I always wondered about Shazam or uh, Captain Marvel yelling Shazam and like a bird flies over and intercepts his powers. <laughs> <laughs> and then no, Captain bird Marvel bird fights Black Adam. <laughs> no, that bird would get fried, dude. Like, that, that power is meant for Captain Marvel. It's going directly to him. I, you know, I'm just saying. I think would that vaporized. could be an interesting arc. I like the yeah. idea of people intercepting that power. And then eventually, that could be fun. Yeah, Captain Marvel has to sneak up on that bird and choke it to death to get his powers back. <laughs> yeah, has to eat it raw. Captain Marvel's like a little a little kid when he doesn't have his powers. Yeah, I know, dude. Uh, like, what if there was a, a guy who like stalks Captain Marvel, just waiting for the opportunity to <laughs> jump up and intercept his powers? <laughs> <laughs> like he built like a, rogue, a lightning a rogue helicopter a lightning pilot. Rod. That's what Benjamin Franklin was doing with that key and that kite. He was trying to steal uh, Captain Marvel's power. Yeah, yeah he's trying uh, to steal yeah. Washington's power. But yeah, ghost, ghost, Gatling guns, the lizard people on the on the talking on a sentient planet. There you go. That's your world. Blam. That's just yeah. a taste. That's just a taste of what you can expect on <laughs> the show. That's that's the the beginning of our powers. Drink it down. Well, okay, that'll do it for um, episode one, uh, sort of, of uh, disposable worlds. Yep. Yep. Um, that's that's a world. Well, this one's easy. Like. And that's it. Ball it up, throw it in the trash. One down. 
<laughs> One world down. One world away. You can use it, or you can dispose of it. That's this world. Don't use trash it. Trash that. TM, trash TM, that TM, world TM. away. That's our it's, world. It's ours. Right. So. Um, cool. Well, if anybody in the listening audience wants to get a hold of us, um, easiest way is probably through Reddit right now, because it's the only account that we actually have. And that is, uh, you can find us at, um, on Reddit. Our username is disposable underscore worlds, capital D, capital W, if that makes any difference. Um, so if you have any comments, feedback, um, anything like that, just get a hold of us, let us know. And we will continue to do this. We'll post another uh, Reddit post here um, in the next week or two, calling for, again, more concepts that you'd like to hear us just riff on. Um, any crazy idea works. So, go nuts. Yep. Thank you. For See you. If you've made it this far, thank you so much. Well, yeah, thanks for listening. Not, not, not see you later. You'll hear us, maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. If you, if you see us, you've done something wrong. Or right. Depending. Something is very wrong. Yeah. Or very and, right. And, and end recording. And, and done. Yeah. <laughs>